Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts this is sex lies and spray tans with me cheryl burke an iHeartRadio podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to Sex, Lies, and Spray Tans, the headline hot topics episode. There is lots to cover, so let's just get straight into it as we do. All right, so here is an update on Derek Huff's Instagram about his wife Haley's condition, okay? So Derek took to Instagram to share with fans that his wife was entering into surgery and to keep sending prayers on December 19th. And Derek's story basically said, quote, I strongly believe all the prayers that have been sent with the intention and love of Haley's recovery has helped so much. I can't thank you all enough. She is going in for surgery this morning to replace a large portion of her skull that was removed during her craniectomy. Please keep her in your prayers as I believe the collective energy helped her through these past few weeks. We love you. We thank you. Literally, as I'm recording this right now, we just got an update on Derek's social media again on how, you know, her surgery went. He wrote in his caption, with immense relief, gratitude and overwhelming joy, I'd like to share that Haley's cranioplasty surgery has been successfully completed as planned. My sincere appreciation goes to the exceptional medical team. Their expertise and steady hands were pivotal in this journey ensuring a smooth and successful surgery, especially Dr. Mai, who not only performed the surgery, but was also the one who saved her life two weeks ago. I just got chills. We are profoundly touched by the outpouring of support and prayers from each of you. Your thoughts, prayers, and positive energy have been a source of strength and comfort for us during this challenging time. It's truly heartwarming to know how much love and care surrounds us. 
This surgery marks a significant milestone in my wife's recovery journey, and your support has played a crucial role in getting us here. We are filled with hope and optimism for the future, knowing she is on the path to a full recovery, surrounded by such a loving community. Thank you from the bottom of our hearts for standing with us. We love you with heartfelt thanks and endless gratitude. Wow. Um, this has been such a crazy ride. I can only imagine for the two of them. I can also only imagine all of the love and support and text messages that, you know, I'm sure Derek and Haley have been getting, you know, I just from, you know, little, little do I know about Haley as much as I know Derek, because, you know, Derek and I just have that history together from our competition days. But, you know, Haley, from what I've seen and what I've heard, you know, she's a, such a strong young woman and she's so healthy. She's in great shape. I truly am still praying. And, you know, obviously my thoughts are with them for a fast recovery. Um, Derek has been by her side and it's been really, they, you know, I've thought about them every single day, basically, since this horrendous event happened to Haley. And I will continue my prayers and sending positive energy and light to them. And please, I ask you guys do the same. Next headline is, you know, actually it comes a little shocking when I read this. I thought this was maybe an older story, but no, this is um, a newer headline. And it's basically Mike, the situation, Sorrentino. He just wrote a book and he talks about his addiction where he reveals that he basically recalls smuggling pills during his Dancing with the Stars days. So, you know, he basically says in quote that he was really high during some of the biggest moments of his career, including his short lived stint on Dancing with the Stars in 2010. You know, he said back then competing on the show, Sorrentino 41 found a drug dealer from his native New Jersey who would send FedEx packages of pills hidden in pens to Sorrentino in Los Angeles. Wow. He quotes, I needed those pills for Dancing with the Stars. And this is something he wrote in his new memoir. The, it's called Reality Check, Making the Best of the Situation, How I Overcame Addiction, Loss, and Prison, which was released on Tuesday, December 19th. Now, he quotes, that was one of the hardest shows I've ever done. I practiced eight hours a day, popping six, let me repeat, six Percocet. 30 milligram pills every few hours. Okay. And now congratulations to, you know, the situation to Mike. He's been sober now for eight years. Um, and as you guys know, I've been sober for five and a half years. You know, my heart goes out to Mike right now. Look, I remember this was like a while ago when he did Dancing with the Stars. He danced with Karina Smirnoff. And there were a few times where we would hang out. We interacted like whenever there was a break or whatever. Um, I believe maybe we were in a team dance together. I don't, I'm not so sure, but we definitely had, you know, moments where we would talk and he would express um, how hard this show was. But there was something a little, I wouldn't say off because I don't like to use that word, but he wasn't all, he wasn't present, put it that way. Um, and look, whether I, I didn't know what I was thinking back then, all I know was that, 
you know, I think I reached out to him. I wanted to talk to him more because I didn't, I could tell that he wasn't really having the best time on Dancing with the Stars. The judges were pretty hard on him from what I remember. Um, and it's just a difficult show, you guys. That makes no excuse whatsoever to use or drink or any of it. But I understand and I actually have compassion for him because, you know, you are these celebrities, as you know, come on here. They're super vulnerable. And if they don't have a foundation, um, whether that be their mental health in check or even their physical health, this is going to be a huge shock to your system. And the fastest thing to do when you hit that fight, flight or freeze stress response is to numb. And whatever it is that it, that works, most likely that person will do it. And look, you know, on set, I noticed that he was very quiet. And it was interesting because like that's not the personality that you see on television, um, though he was more of definitely of an introvert. And now it all makes sense as to why. I mean, I, I have never taken Percocet before, but from what I know of it, it definitely... Um, it does calm you down and but six Percocet like that's a lot that's a lot and I'm just happy that he's still alive and I say that you know with so much compassion and empathy you know an addict myself it, it is very therapeutic to be able to write about your situation I'm pretty sure that he's been continuing to do the work whatever that work is for him whether it's the AA program or whatever but this is part of it you know this is part of the steps um, as far as sharing your story and look I think back in the day and I'll tell you this much like I never I for me personally I was never drunk on set I was never um, like performing when I was under the influence however like during results shows and stuff sometimes you know we would just we would have a little fun because really all we're doing on set for results shows back in the day after if we're not performing is just waiting to see who gets eliminated so like we would have all gone out monday night most likely and we would have all rolled back into uh where we film which is cbs and go straight to hair and makeup and we're all exhausted <laughs> from the night before but Tuesday's kind of like a free day where everyone's stresses go away because we just performed and it's really not up to us of, of who gets eliminated or not and th those were the fun days you know we definitely like when Joey Fatone was on like we would all just have so much fun and yeah but like I understand and I feel for for Mike and I'm just so proud of him that he actually has been able to share his story because that really helps anybody who may feel like they need any substance or alcohol to get through a certain um, you know chapter of their lives but really I think if anything, it's just, it's scary. Life is scary sometimes. And, you know, from what I know, it's best to face your fear than run away from it. Um, I would say that if he, I mean, like, look, if he wasn't on Percocet, who knows if his um, time on Dancing with the, with the Stars would have been short-lived or not. I, I don't know. All I know is that I'm happy he's okay. He seems to be thriving. So good on you, Mike. You know, it's, it's honestly one step at a time, one day at a time. So congratulations on your sobriety. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in LA. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. 
these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. They burned us and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us, so we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on, you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it, sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's talk about Mauricio Umansky. New couple alert. Oh, my goodness. That was fast. So there were rumors, obviously, about Mauricio and his dance partner, Emma Slater, as there's always rumors, right? But at the end of the day, I mean, I don't know if they actually became a couple or if they were dating or if they even hooked up. Obviously, I wasn't on the show last season. But, you know, I always I thought to myself, I did think about them. I was like, you know, they would actually be a really great couple. But then I also thought, you know, coming from a divorce myself and me having still not really, you know, 
been on the dating scene, I just felt like it was a little fast. I'm not going to judge a book by its cover. Maybe they were having problems as far as Mauricio and Kyle goes like years ago. But at the end of the day, look, the guy is just dating um, multiple women. Supposedly, there's a third girl that he's dating, a much younger woman. The real estate broker was basically spotted with yet another woman by his side this weekend. And he was already rumored to be having a brief fling with his Dancing with the Stars pro partner, Emma Slater. It was probably very brief. It was a showmance, most likely, if that actually happened. Um, And since their time on the show wasn't very long, maybe, you know, that's when they slowly parted ways. Plus, I believe Emma's going on tour and Mauricio, I don't think, is going on tour. I'm pretty sure he's not. Um, but, you know, he's enjoying single life. He's 53 years old. He's in the best shape of his life right now. You saw his abs on Dancing with the Stars, that like last couple of dances that he did. And basically, the latest outing was in Aspen, Colorado on Sunday night. He was seen leaving dinner with social media influencer Alexandria Wolf, who used to go by Alex Ray. Per photos obtained by Page Six, basically, the pair who have a 20-year-old age gap. Whoa, she's basically the age of his daughters. I actually said this when I was looking at this article that she looks like his daughter. Um, But to each their own, they were basically photographed as they exited a restaurant. It must have been a wild night since the 33-year-old was carrying her shoes. Gross. Put your shoes back on. That's like my pet peeve. When girls can't keep their shoes on and they're walking around, like especially Vegas, like the nasty carpet, when they just walk around barefoot, if you are not comfortable in your shoes from the get-go, don't wear them, don't buy them, return them, okay? But we got to keep the shoes on until you get home. That's just my opinion, but that's it, okay? But while the possible new couple didn't show off any PDA, they both beamed for the cameras. Mauricio isn't going to hide behind closed doors, clearly. He's enjoying his single life at the moment and just, you know, good on him. Just hopefully, you know, he's doing it with with taste. He's not breaking anyone's hearts. I know what it's like to basically have it get a divorce in in the public eye and it's not fun because there's so much judgment you're under a microscope and when I got a divorce it was happening all when I was on Dancing with the Stars my last season literally I didn't even know I was officially divorced until I did the press line because my attorney was trying to contact me however I was doing a live show it was literally the same night of the premiere episode of when I danced with Sam Champion my last season then I'll I got all these questions in the press line, like, so congratulations, you're divorced. And I was like, wait, what? I'm divorced? Anyway, it's interesting, right? To um, kind of have, at the same time, I'm very open with my life, but also there's times where I wish I wasn't as open, like with times like this, because it's very sensitive. And, you know, seeing your ex in public with other people is not easy. I'm not going to say that when I saw my ex for the first time with somebody else that I was uh, that I was jumping up for joy. It is heartbreaking, but also I wish him the best and that's just because of where I am today and all the work that I've done on myself. Now, do I have my own judgments as to like, wow, that was fast maybe? Maybe. There's always going to be rumors going back to like showmances and stuff. I believe that most people still to this day think I've hooked up with all of my partners. I remember doing Access Hollywood years ago. And one question was, do you hook up with all of your partners? And I'm like, yeah, even Wayne Newton, you know, we had a huge love affair happening. But like that is just what 
you know, it's what people think because we are so intimate and you do develop a bond, as you guys now know. And we always ask the celebrities that come on the show and dancers, like, who falls in love first? And you really just have to take everything with a grain of salt. It's easier said than done. I mean, we don't even know if Emma and Mauricio actually hooked up, but we definitely called it early on, I must say. I hope that Mauricio continues just doing him and doing whatever makes him happy. And I hope, like I said earlier, he's not breaking hearts along the way. Okay, so all of this leads us to our next story. Riley Arnold and Harry Jousey. There were definitely more rumors about their showmance than I would say Mauricio and Emma. But with all of that being said, the 18-year-old Dancing with the Stars pro revealed basically what her family members thought about Jousey, who is 26 years old, during the Tuesday, December 12th episode of The Weekly Trash podcast hosted by Josie Van Dyke. Is she related to Dick Van Dyke? I don't know. Anyway, she basically said, my parents actually love him, Arnold Gush, noting that her mom and dad didn't know what to expect before meeting the too hot to handle Alum, who has also made a name for himself on the NSFW platform only fans. Ooh, okay. As soon as they heard, this is quoted by Riley, as soon as they heard about how he treated me and how kind he was to me, and when they actually met him, they were like, oh, we love Harry. I know that these two spent Thanksgiving together, which was really cute. Um, As soon as they got eliminated, I think, you know, they... I think the parents or the family, Riley's family at least, were going off to some tropical location and then Harry joined the family. Um, She basically gushed that he was so awesome. Genuinely, he's such a good person and probably the funniest you'll ever meet. He treated me so well, so well that he got her a diamond bracelet. It was like $15,000. So they haven't really admitted or not admitted that they have been dating or are dating or maybe want to date So basically, you know, Riley was talking about how they can still keep in touch. They see each other very often. And I know this much. I know that Harry is joining the Dancing with the Stars tour, which is even more of a bubble that you all live in. Like I did the very first two tours of Dancing with the Stars and the rumors that went on (laughs) and the gossip. It's like you live in this bubble and you can't get away with anything. Okay. You are being watched by your fellow dancers, your fellow celebrities and the crew. Um, But look, I think they're really cute together. I, who knows, you know, I, I do know this, that when you bond with your dance partner, it is like the worst breakup ever when the show is over and you never want it to be over. Like this is a moment to cherish, as I've said before, you know, and I hope that they continue their friendship and who knows, it may blossom into something bigger and better. But then you also, when you take a break from that person, you start to see, oh, maybe it was just a showmance. Maybe it was just the hype of the show. It's Riley's first season. You know, these are all new experiences for the both of them. You just never know. Maybe when they get to know each other, like on a more of a human level, they may not like each other. Eh, we shall see. Time will tell. You know, she, I used to be the youngest pro on Dancing with the Stars back in my day, in my heyday. And um, now, you know, Riley is now the youngest pro in the show. And she's just, you know, obviously must have blossomed into this young woman who has never experienced any of this before and has probably matured from when she started the show up until now. So, 
I wish Harry and Riley the best. They're going to have so much fun on tour, as everyone does. Um, and they're going to have to keep each other warm because it's going to be freezing. I'll tell you that much, especially when you got to shower at the stadium or wherever they're performing. It gets very cold. So you never know. Something may happen out of this. But speaking of tour, Charity Lawson basically reveals when she and her fiance, you know, plan to get married and their upcoming trip. But I also know that Charity is going to be on tour with the whole crew for a couple of weeks. Bachelor Nation fans saw Charity and her fiance basically fall in love and they got engaged on season 20 of The Bachelorette. Since their time on the show, the two have been enjoying time together with their family and friends and living in Los Angeles while Charity competed on Dancing with the Stars. And I actually saw, I didn't go up to them and we didn't really exchange any words, but I did see the two of them together and they looked very much in love. And this was when I did the um, variety magazine event that I was speaking at as one of the panelists and recently that was and that happened and I saw Charity and her fiance and they did look super in in love. I mean, he was holding her the whole night. They were taking selfies of, of each other and just taking pictures and they just seemed to be really enjoying the moment and not really worried about anyone else around them. So that was really nice to see, um, especially since she was still in the competition at that time. He, you could tell that he's very supportive and, you know, there's no weird jealousy of her success or anything like that. From what I can tell, right? I'm pretty good with body language. So they seemed super in love, which was nice to see. Anyways, now that Dancing with the Stars is over, Charity took to her Instagram for a Q&A where she opened up about her future and what's next for her and her fiance. She said, although Dancing with the Stars is over, I am still doing the tour for two weeks in February. In the meantime, we will be moving and spending time with family over the holidays. Now, two weeks isn't a long time. Back in the day, when we did our first bear, like tour ever, I was part of the first two tours. The celebrities used to have their own buses. Each celebrity would have their own bus and the dancers would have two buses. Nowadays, from what I hear, there's only one bus meaning one bus for the dancers and the celebrities. I don't know, maybe this tour, there's two because there's, there seems to be a lot of people going in and out of this tour. But like back in the day, you could bring whoever you wanted as far as celebrities go. Like Joey Lawrence, I remember, and Joey Fatone, they each had their own bus. They brought their whole family and they basically stayed for the duration of the tour. There was also no special appearances. It was like a set cast and we did like a 56 city tour in between seasons because we did two seasons a year back then. We would be put into beautiful hotels and now, you know, obviously it has dumbed down quite a lot since then, but it's only two weeks. It's not as much of, I would, I would say tour is not stressful, especially compared to the live show. The tour is fun. It's so much fun. There's just a lot of gossip that happens on tour as, you know, it it just happens when you're a small group of people and everyone gets up in their own, in their business, you know. I hope Charity can bring her fiance, but it's only two weeks. So I don't think this is going to affect them. If they are still standing strong after the live show, they're good. They're good to go. This is Neil Strauss host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All the 
these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...with zero qualifications... She had a Harvard plaque. ...tricks her way past a wall of lawyers and agents. She's got all of these Maseratis and Bentleys all in the driveway. Is it like a mansion? Yes, it's a mansion. ...that this queen of the con uses to scam some of the biggest names in professional sports out of untold fortunes. About $6 million. Approximately $11 million. Nearly $10 million was all gone. Employing whatever means necessary to bleed her victims dry. She would probably have sex with one of her clients. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So I know this is kind of out of left field, but I still consider her a part of the Dancing with the Stars family. Jewel, who unfortunately got injured during the rehearsal period of Dancing with the Stars, she and Kevin Costner which is a, such a gorgeous couple. I love this rumor. I hope it's not a rumor. From what I see and what I've been reading, it's not a rumor. But basically, they were spotted cuddling during a Caribbean getaway. I have a feeling that they, I well, this is what the article had said, that they met through um, the guy that owns Virgin America. I forgot his name. Anyway, they were on his private island. So basically, Kevin Costner and Jewel surprised fans when they were spotted on Richard. I think it was Richard Branson that basically introduced the two and they were spotted on his private island in the Caribbean. And their romance has definitely blossomed. They've spent a lot of time together. 
So they say, as far as all the, you know, online articles go, Costner is 68, Jules 49. He has just recently got a divorce and supposedly they've been quietly dating for some time now. Um, you know, this is, uh, this was basically an exclusive in Us Weekly, Kevin and Jewel had an extremely high opinion of each other and have always gotten along great. They check a lot of boxes for each other. The insider adds the duo sparked a romance organically after connecting over their shared love of music. He's really into his band, Modern West, and obviously Jewel's an amazing singer. She's actually a friend of mine. I have seen her perform recently, and she deserves all of the love and you know, care and all of it. She's such a great person. She's a huge advocate for mental health, hence why, you know, we connected as well. Um, and yeah, this has been, this is a long time coming for her. I want her to be happy. And Kevin Costner is a great catch, girl. You go get it. You deserve it all. And while the connection, I guess, has been um, brewing between the two, the insider basically from this Us Weekly article notes that the pair are taking it very slow um obviously since you know kevin just got a divorce and i also read somewhere that his ex-wife approves of jewel that uh, jewel isn't money hungry and isn't using kevin supposedly (laughs) which i know she isn't she's got her own career but this is what this ex-wife said christine said that she's just um happy that it's jewel and not some other just random girl supposedly. And yes, some people may say there's a huge age difference, but let me tell you, Jules an old soul in a way, and she has gone through a lot of life and I'm sure their conversations are intense. And I'm sure that they both, you know, are very intriguing people. Like they must have very deep conversations and Jewel needs someone who's older in a way because she needs someone to be a good listener, I believe, and also needs someone who has lived a lot of life. And I think these two actually are a perfect match in my book, that is. So more power to them. I wish them well. All right. And that's it for Dancing with the Stars, Hot Topics and Headlines. I will see you or more like you'll hear me in the new year. I have a very special guest coming on January 1st, my friend Jana Kramer, and some exciting new guests. So stay tuned. Happy holidays to all of you. Thank you. I'm so grateful for all of you guys who have listened. And don't forget to comment on our Instagram at Sex Lies and Spray Tans. Talk to you in the new year. Bye. Make sure you guys follow us at Sex, Lies, and Spray Tans on our Instagram handle and make sure you comment. Let me know who you want me to interview. What do you all think? Let me know. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A a podcast. podcast! Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at at first first listen. listen. 
This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily Podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.